me a wave if you can hear me. Hey, hey, Tim. Hey, folks. Did you see everybody? We're doing church on Zoom this morning, as you can tell. So things will go a little bit differently, but this is our first stab at this, so we're going to try it out, and I think it'll work. How about you guys? Yay! <laughs> and she's like, what do you want from me? Why are we a tiny bit nervous here? You're a tiny bit nervous, Paul? Yes. I'm not. <laughs> well, I see Paul and Karen are still at the ranch, so it looks like home. <laughs> there are two of us here worshiping. Oh, no, five of us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> good, good, good. Fun. So, yeah, during worship, everybody will be muted except for the people leading worship. Otherwise, Zoom sounds really, really funny with everyone trying to sing in unison because yeah. of the lag. It's like a round if nobody knew how to do a round properly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not the best. So we're going to mute everybody uh, except the worship leaders. So don't be offended if you can't hear yourself sing through the computer anymore. Um, and just an FYI, multiple Zoom people in the same house works, but multiple Zooming windows in the same room often doesn't. You might hear a really weird echo if you're having multiple people on Zoom in the same room. So just a warning. If anybody else has a question on Zoom or anything else, raise your hand and we'll, we'll help you out. So I'm going to open us up in prayer and then Paul and Karen are going to do a hymn to get us going. So Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Thanksgiving that is coming up. We ask that you would help us to cultivate that attitude of gratitude and that spirit of Thanksgiving this week. It's been a tough year for a lot of folks, and so it's even more important to think about all the things that we're thankful for. Right, kids? And so please help us to do that, Lord. We are tempted to be grouchy or tempted to think about the things that we're missing during this season. I pray that you would help us to instead focus on the things that we have been given and the things that we are thankful for. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, a couple of quick announcements. Um, tithes and offerings can still be done on the website via PayPal. So check out the website for that. And if you have any questions on how to do it, uh, just let me know and I can walk through that. It's pretty simple. Um, so I'm guessing you all heard at this point, but we did have some positive COVID tests from Sunday the 8th, which is why we weren't meeting in person last week or this week. And those people are doing well, and they're recovering, and things are going well. So, yes, you can hear me, right? Okay, good. Thumbs up. Okay, good. Just checking. Just checking. I'll, we'll just check periodically that everyone's awake. Um, and yeah, let us know how we can continue to serve you during these times when we're trying to figure it out as we go. Uh, let us know if you need to talk or what else you might need. And in that same vein, we've added back the Wednesday night fellowship time. So this past Wednesday, uh, we had a nice little time. We did communion together and we talked and prayed together and it was, it was good. So we're gonna continue doing that on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And the link to that is in the email that I sent out and it'll be on the website too. So Wednesdays at seven for Zoom, if you're looking for a little extra fellowship. 
So let's come before the Lord again in prayer as we go into worship, which Steph and Blake will lead us in. And just a reminder, we'll all be muted except for them during this time. But let's, let's go before the Lord in prayer and prepare our hearts for worship. Father God, again, we thank you for these times. Help to make us thankful, thankful, thankful in everything that happens. I pray that your spirit would be working within us so that when our, our minds or our bodies or our soul might try to be complaining, that you would be rejoicing. Thank you, Lord. Let's take a minute now to confess anything to God that we haven't confessed yet, any sin that we may have done or left undone. Let's take a moment of silence for that. his name. Amen. And why don't we say a couple things that we're thankful for? We usually play the thankful game as a family before church on Sunday. Have you already done it today? You can no. say the same things. Tell me something you're thankful for. That we can go to school. You can still go to school, yeah. In person. Good. Anybody else? Houses. Houses. Good. Glad That our family is always so, um, Likes each other a lot. <laughs> and our family likes each other a lot. Hey, that's good. If we're stuck with each other, it is nice. It is, it is nice. We could be stuck with a bunch of jerks. Blankets. <laughs> I like blankets. 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 How about church on the couch? Is that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, thankful for church on the couch? That's kind of fun, right? Yeah, I think Yeah. So Lord, we thank you for all these things. Help help to make us more and more thankful. And as we enter into a time of worship now. I pray that you'd help us to focus on you and worship just as if we were at the Anderson's house. And we give this time to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. see what you can do oh god of wonders your power has no end the things you've done before in greater measure you will do again because there's no prison wall you can't break through no mountain you can't move all things are possible because there's no broken body you can't raise no soul that you can't save all things are possible the darkest night you can light it up you can light it up Oh God of revival, let hope arise, death is overcome, you've already won. Oh God of revival, you rose in victory, 
And now you're seated forever on the throne. So why should my heart fear what you've defeated? I will trust in you alone. Cause there's no prison wall you can't break through. No mountain you can't move. All things are possible. Cause there's no broken body you can't raise. No soul that you can't save. All things are possible. The darkest night you can light it up you can light it up oh god of revival let hope arise death is overcome you've already won oh god of revival oh god of revival Come awaken your people, come awaken this city, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble, I hear the chains hit the ground, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people, come awaken this city, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble, I hear the chains hit the ground, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people. Come awaken this city, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble, I hear the chains around. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out.
let hope arise. Death is overcome. You've already won. Oh, God of you I worship you you are here working in this place I worship you I worship you you are here moving in our midst I worship you I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you. You are here. Healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you. You are here, turning lives around, I worship you, I worship you. You are here, mending every I worship you, yeah, I worship you, and you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 Thank you, Lord, for making rivers in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, a way. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? 
I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, his free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the Son sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house. There's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. 
am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Oh, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. My father's house my father's house there's a place for me i'm a child of god yes i am anyone have a word they're hearing from the Lord for the group. Okay. I I don't know if that's the word from the Lord, but during the last song, uh, the we are chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say that. I was just, pro I just found myself proclaiming that over each one of our kids. Um, there's a place for each one of my kids at the father's table. That, I mean, you could all, whoever, I mean, we all have things with our adult kids, those of us who have adult kids. Um, there's a place for all of our children at the father's table and that they will feast on the goodness of the Lord and um, be partakers of the Lord's goodness and also will be those that will welcome in others to the Father's table. And, um, and Audrey and Brent, I mean, this morning, this Carrie prayed for Audrey, you could bless them with children. And what's that um, Psalm where it says, you will be a joyful mother of children dwelling in your house, Audrey. Praise the Lord. And you have children gathered around your table. And what is that Psalm, um, Psalm, is it 112 for the man that fears the Lord and his children will be round about his table? We just we just speak and pray that blessing over you and Brent, the near future family. Anyone else have something for the Lord from the Lord? Mute. I was trying to say something here <laughs> that I too am so thankful because uh, we have new life in our family and uh, just reminds us of the miracle, the miracle of life. Uh, my um, Israel and Johanna 
had their baby yesterday, a healthy baby boy. And, you know, yeah, I'm just thrilled. I got to see him last night and um, yeah, they'll be announcing it on, on Facebook or something, I'm sure, but. He looks like a baby. <laughs> he looks like Israel's name is Valor and uh, Valor Phoenix for resurrection. And uh, my grandfather's name started with a V. And so uh, we, I, I don't know, I'm just, yes, amazed and thrilled every time a new baby is born. So we're just praising the Lord and thanking him. Praise the Lord. Yes. What a cool name. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so Valor is the first name? Valor Phoenix, uh-huh, yes. What do, you, what do you expect, huh? The first name was Shepherd, and then you got Curie, so they had to keep the keep the motion going there. Valor <laughs> <laughs> is the kid's um, mascot at their school. So we'll have to get Valor some uh, paraphernalia with so his name on it. Oh, there you go. If you want shirt, coat, pants, stuff that I know. We can get you anything with the word Valor on it. <laughs> Okay. Great. Thank you. Oh, well, I mean, this was, you said a prayer uh, or praise report. Well, sorry, I took up a, a bit of the time of, with rejoicing. <laughs> That's okay. Good. Well, since you have the floor, Karen, um, do you want to share with us that healing testimony that you had mentioned to me? You know, yes, I was so thankful that uh, Sunday that you asked uh, people to pray. Well, especially it was the uh, children's sermon, I believe. And, and then you said, um, uh, anybody have any kind of a problem? And I, I had a stomachache. And, and then Andrew, you came over and... Uh, prayed for me and it went away and uh i i was i shouldn't be surprised but i was <laughs> god is good so thank you andrew thank you lord yeah you obeyed and uh, i think that was just a real picture of uh and and solid evidence that god says pray for one another you might be healed. Thank you for stepping out in obedience, Andrew. Amen. And thank you, Karen, for Andrew for obeying. I like that. Not only is it awesome that God healed you and took that pain away, but I love the fact that it was a child that prayed for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's a powerful thing that yeah. yes. we don't keep our kids from joining in and what we do, however old they happen to be. You know, and Jesus said, allow the little children to come to me and don't hinder them. And I think that also means allow the little children to go to others and don't hinder them from that either. So um, thank you for obeying, Andrew. God healed somebody when you prayed for them. That's happened a few times now. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm a good bread deliverer. You're a good bread deliverer. Excellent. Hey, yes, exactly. <laughs> I haven't prepped him for that question, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's in his heart. 
spontaneous answer there. I appreciate that. So Karen, Karen, would you mind praying for us, for anybody who needs healing? Mm. Lord, you are the great healer. And you love to meet our needs. And we come before you today, Lord. Yes, with our hearts full of thanksgiving, the psalm I was reading for today is come before him with thanksgiving. And our hearts are full. We are so blessed in this nation, in our world, our land, in our city, in our lives, because you are on the throne and because you care for us so much so that when we ask, you come and answer. Thank you, Father. And we ask today that if there's anyone else that has needs, uh, that you would come to them and bring healing in Jesus' name for your glory. We say be healed. Yes. Uh, uh, we, uh, huh? We just saw Audrey. Yeah, yes. And we pray for Audrey. Be healed. Yeah. Father, yes, I did pray that, and I and I agree with the prayer with this prayed earlier uh, by Ruth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Children, Lord, in Jesus' name, we ask for children. We ask for a child for their family. In Jesus' name. Anyone else? Or is what? What did you? Were you going to pray? more for healing, Nate, Pastor Nate. Does, does anybody else have anything they, they want prayer for? It's not for healing, but it's for something else. I, I think we can allow that. Let's, let's do that. Okay. As you know, Nate, we would like to see Leah House Church multiply itself and I shared with the men and had prayer uh, for our desire and uh, impetus to plant house churches around the city. Karen had a vision soon after we got here of fires around the perimeter of the Twin Cities. We didn't know what that meant. We figured, well, some God moving in some way. Now I think of those. <laughs> fires around the perimeter as house churches. And so we're praying that we'll see a, a fires all around. And we have a building in the Twin Cities that will be going up to again this, this week probably to meet with the man who owns a 90, 89 uh, apartment house, uh, residential res called rental, Ephesians. called Ephesians. And he wants, I said, you could plant a house church in this place and he said well i couldn't and i said well i could and i just stepped out and and said with god's grace you know a team that we could we could see a house church planted there and so uh i pray father that you would Amen. Uh, would give us house churches around the cities mm -hmm. lydia house would be one of those and we'd see many homes that turn into sanctuaries with people coming in, neighbors, friends, 
co-workers coming into their home and you're doing powerful things and starting fires in homes in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody, as, as we're thinking about that, if you get words or prayers, please, please share those with us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. So I was kind of meditating a few days ago and I was thinking about um, God, God's blessing in the secret place. And um, I had received, I had donated to a ministry maybe last year that takes care of orphans. And they sent me really nice chocolates. And they had a beautiful letter where they talked about how 2020 was a year of the unexpected and that God can still do the unexpected in our lives. So I just thought that was so beautiful that even though 2020 for so many people has been or seemed to be a disastrous year, like so many bad things have happened, um, God can still do as we get into uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, God can still do miracles, wonderful miracles into people's lives. And I just pray for that, that even in our secret, like as each one of us is hiding in our homes because we're trying to stay away from COVID, but God will still bless us in the secret place, whether it's a business idea or a ministry, or um, I don't know, uh, a child or whatever God, whatever our hearts are longing for, but God in the secret place will meet us or even a better, a greater understanding of God, but in the secret place that God will bless us. And, will give us a vision and will talk to us. And yes. that's yes. my prayer for 2020, the year of double vision. <laughs> oh, so, I like that. Yes. Yeah, so. Amen. Amen. I, so I don't know if it made sense to anyone, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about. You're right on. Mm -hmm. You're right on. Thank you, Lord. Hi, Audrey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the verse that came to mind when Audrey was sharing was, to me, was from Psalm 51, verse 6. Uh -huh. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou Amen. shalt make me to know wisdom. Amen. That's for in the hidden part of our hearts, uh -huh. the hidden part of our thoughts, uh -huh. the hidden part of our homes. Uh -huh. Thank you, Lord, that you're making us to know wisdom, that you're building your wisdom deep in our hearts so we could be expressions of your wisdom and lights in the world, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and, and we're all gathered in different homes and everything. God is with us together. And, um, and Bella was feeling that as well. She wants to share that while we, while Auntie Karen was um, praying and we were raising our hands or opening our hands for healing so that God could pour out healing. She felt God's hand holding her hand. So. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. So wonderful, Bella. Bless you. Does anybody else have anything to share? 
Well, I just said earlier um, that God cannot be contained. It doesn't matter where we are. Mm -hmm. uh, he is not containable. He, he just goes forth and, and does his work regardless. Amen. God is omnipresent. So he's, he's with each one of us now in our different homes and in our different places, regardless of where we are. And even different times, if somebody's watching this later, God's there too, in the same moment that he's here with us, because God's not bound by those sorts of things. And that's comforting, you know? It's like when we pray for another country or mission work in another place, we know that no matter how far away it is, that God can move and those prayers matter and those prayers are effectual. Oh, I'm happy to be joined with all of you wherever you're at. And Paul, you have a word for us. Thank you. Um, I, um, I'm getting on here. Uh, hope I do this right. I, am, am I am I on now? You were on already. Now you're on again. Yeah. I'm on. I'm trying to get situated here, so sorry. Okay. FaceTime video. You are on. Your video off again, Paul. No, I. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find. CJ told me to. Um, to to hit something you guys just go ahead okay thank you uh, am i supposed to see is, is our house is a little loud but okay am i a little loud okay i want to talk about gratitude fitting for the week we are in and i want to ask you to rate yourself you guys can sit next to me if you want how would you rate yourself on a scale of 10 to 1, 10 being the most grateful person in the world and 1 being absolutely cynical and victim? And so just think of a number that you would give to yourself. Think about how you rate yourself with your parents, with your work people, with your spouse, with your children. Are you a grateful person? So you're going to answer that. And you don't have to share it with anybody, but just think about it yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself, but don't be too easy either, huh? Okay, second question. How important would you say the quality of gratitude or we'll put it another way, gratefulness or the word thanksgiving. How important do you think that is in heaven? How important does God regard gratitude? Let me suggest that gratitude is an important part of love. Wouldn't you say so? Wouldn't you agree that 
Gratitude is a, an essential part of love. Gratitude is an essential part of humility. In fact, gratitude is an important part of purity. As I have looked at gratitude in the scripture, it seems that gratitude is an extremely important quality for us to develop. So I want to share some things that will hopefully help you to develop a stronger, thankful heart. Here is just one scripture, and then we're going to look at a passage in Luke. But listen to this scripture in all things, finish the verse. Give thanks. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. You want to know God's will for your life? It's gratitude. For this is the will of God concerning you in all situations. Well, we know in some situations it's easy to give thanks, right? Mm -hmm. But this scripture, Paul, who, who applied this, who did it, who in prison was thankful, was worshiping, in prison, beaten up mm -hmm. to a pulp in stocks at midnight, and he's worshiping God, and God loved it so much that he just set that thing ablaze. I mean, he turned things around. He started a church out of his own imprisonment. Mm -hmm. And he, because he was thankful, he wasn't a victim. He wasn't saying, well, me, what are we doing here? Why did this happen to me? I'm following Jesus, and it's supposed to be easy. No, it isn't. It's supposed to be hard. And he was grateful in the midst of a difficult situation. So I want to I want to look at a scripture. If you have Bibles, if you could turn them, because we're just going to go through and look at it together. Naomi, you can sit down next to me if you want. We're in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. And we'll, we'll just talk our way through it. And then I'm going to share why ingratitude is serious and why gratitude is really important. So on the way to Jerusalem, at one, one scripture says he had his face set steadfastly to go to Jerusalem. So he knew that his destiny was there and that destiny was the cross. He was sober-minded, he was serious-minded. He was heading toward Jerusalem. What could possibly stop him on his way? What could uh, distract him or, or turn him in a, another direction? I'll tell you, it's the, some lepers. So he's on his way. He was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. Sometimes, as you know, he went right through Samaria. The disciples would never take that route, but they had to go with Jesus. So he went through Samaria some of the time. And other times he went down from the hill country of Galilee into the Jordan River terrain, the lowland, and it gets down to the Dead Sea. It's the lowest place on the planet. So he is, he is on his way down there, and he entered a village. He was met by 10 leopards who stood at a distance. You know why they stood at a distance. They could be stoned if they got up close to people because they're contagious. Talk about contagion. And lifted up their voices. Look at what they said. It's really wonderful. 
Jesus master. I don't know how they knew that. And then they said, have mercy on us. To ask God for mercy, to ask Jesus for mercy, you've come to the right place. Because the Bible says he is full of mercy. So Jesus said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, why did he say that? Well, they were kind of like the doctors of the day. And they would be able to tell whether someone was clean or not. And if they were clean, they had dealt with the leprosy. It was a contagious disease. And so they were forbidden from being close to anyone. And as they went, so there was a certain level of obedience. They listened to him. He spoke. They did what he said. As they went, they were cleansed. Wow. Powerful. They must be really, really excited, really thankful, full of joy. Then one of them, one out of 10, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice and fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. How wonderful that he did that. Now, I want us to see three questions that Jesus raises as a result of this. this. The scripture adds, now he was a Samaritan. That's pretty interesting that there were nine Jews and one Samaritan, and they allowed the Samaritan to be with them because normally Samaritans were dogs. They were outsiders. They were not part of the chosen people, but here, this is the only family they had, other lepers. And so he was included. That was kind of them to include him in their little company. Now he was a Samaritan. So look at Jesus' response. And that tells us something about how important gratitude is. Three questions. What's the first? Somebody want to read it? What, what's the first question? Maybe you're all muted. I don't know. Were not 10 cleansed. Did Jesus expect them all to come back? Absolutely, he did. He expected gratitude to come from their hearts. And so he's asking, were not 10 cleansed? And when he went back, I don't know if he talked to him. He might have said, hey, aren't you going back? And they might have said, hey, he told us to go show ourselves to the priest. Yeah, but you just got cleansed. You're healed, brother. Don't you want to go back and connect with the person who healed you? Yeah, but I want my family to know 
they had maybe what they thought were good reasons. They weren't good enough. Jesus wanted something. So he asked that question, were not 10 cleansed? And then he says, where are the nine? Come on. He wants them there. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus called him a foreigner because he was a foreigner to Israel. Samaritans were outcasts, and, and he identified him as a foreigner. And yet he was the single one who came back and gave praise. And Jesus said to him, rise. He's still on the, still at his feet. Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So one of them made a living connection with Jesus. And as he goes now, he has met Jesus. And I suspect that that meeting continued in his heart. I suspect that we will meet him in heaven. Will we meet the other nine? I don't know. Maybe that was a miracle that was performed and they never thought any more about it after that. They may never have connected with Jesus. This was the last chance they had to connect with Jesus because he goes to Jerusalem he dies, rises from the dead, and then he's in heaven. And so they had their chance. They had a wonderful chance to meet him, to be at his feet, to receive him, to hear his personal words. But ingratitude kept them from turning around and, and coming back. So I want to say some things about the seriousness of ingratitude say about six things first of all ingratitude does not go unnoticed in heaven if i'm ungrateful for something somebody is doing for me and i don't mention it to them god sees it god sees when my heart is consumed. I'm thinking too much about myself and too little about others to say, hey, thank you for that. Thank you for that help you gave me. Thank you for helping me out in my situation. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for looking out for me. Gratitude, ingratitude, is noticed in heaven. Sometimes we think that omission is serious and more serious are less serious than commission. Things that we do are worse than things that we don't do. There's one word that separates the sheep from the goats. The word is not. Inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me, Jesus said. Inasmuch as you did it not to the least of these, you did it not to me. Omission can be as serious as commission. Second, ingratitude disconnects us from Jesus. 
what a chance they had to connect with Jesus by coming back and saying, Jesus, we're so thankful. Will you tell us who you are? You're the master. Tell us about who you are. They could have gotten to know him and their lives would have been transformed. I hope it was. We don't know if it was. But their ingratitude suggested that maybe it didn't. Ingratitude disconnects us from Jesus. Third, ingratitude closes our heart from receiving when we need to receive. The prodigal son came home, and he was very grateful to his father. And he said, Dad, just make me as a, like a servant. I'm just glad to be home. I'm, I'm ha I'd be happy just to be a servant. And the father, oh no, <laughs> we're gonna celebrate. We're so happy you're home. And the celebration began. Who was missing at the party? Yeah, okay, I know you know. The older brother was not there and he, was, he refused to come in. And listen to what he says, it shows ingratitude. You never, you never gave me a kid so that I might make merry with my friends. Didn't he want to, want to be the father? He didn't like the father. He wanted his own party and you never give me nothing. That's the attitude of a victim. It's not the attitude of a victor. The younger son was crushed by his own sin, by his own rebellion, and he was soft and he was grateful to his father. He's just glad to be home. He was just glad to have a dad. And the older brother had a kind of a victim mentality of one who had not been given. And the father, he said, everything that's mine is yours. You had it all. He had it all. And yet he couldn't access it because of his ingratitude. Ingratitude uh, will close our heart. And we live in a society that is largely victim-minded. And so victims feel like they deserve things. And when they don't get them, of course, they're ungrateful. And that was the elder brother who was an ungrateful victim. Ingratitude is so serious that it can set us on a spiral down into perversion. And I get this from Romans 1, where Paul says, though they knew God, they did not honor him as God, or give thanks, Romans 1, 21, that those who don't honor God or give thanks to him, we thank you that you are God. We thank you that you've made this world. We thank you that we belong to you. We thank you that we're your children. But if we don't honor God or give thanks to him, it will set us down a path that can lead us into perversion. Ingratitude puts us in bad company. Jesus said his father was so kind that he was kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. 
Would you put those two words in the same sentence? I don't know if I would. He is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked in Luke 6.35. I wouldn't have put those together like that, but Jesus did because he saw wickedness together with ingratitude. Finally, ingratitude puts us in the enemy's camp. If we haven't learned gratitude, it will put us in the camp with the enemy. Satan was the most blessed person of God's creation before he created humankind. He, what was he called? Lucifer, light bearer, son of the dawn. He was, he was beautiful. He was handsome. He was glorious. And yet that wasn't enough. Rather than saying, thank you, God, for who I am, for what you have made me, rather than doing that, he wanted more. And he went for it. And of course, he was then made the cursed person that he is. He's never been grateful in his existence. He's never thanked demons for what they have done. He's an ugly snake. And he's ungrateful. And if we are ungrateful, it will put us, and, and if we stay in it, it will put us in a camp with the enemy. So you don't want to be there. So what about, what about gratitude? What, uh, what can gratitude do for us? First thing, gratitude allows us to receive grace from heaven. The prodigal, he was able, when his heart was broken, to open his heart and be humble. Gratitude is, is, is humility because you realize you don't have anything and you're trusting in God, trusting in Jesus. He came home and he said, I'm just glad to be here. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to be home. And he, he said, make me as your hired servant. And no, that, that allowed the father to give him much more. He wanted to give him everything he had. Just like he wanted to give the older brother. All that I have is yours. Well, he couldn't accept it. He couldn't get a hold of it because of his ungrateful heart. Ingratitude will keep it from you. Gratitude will open you up to the treasures that Jesus wants to give you. The more you are thankful to others and thankful to God, the more you will receive the things that God, in his goodness and his love and his mercy, wants to pour out on you. Just stop for a moment. Are there things you think God would like to give you? Are there areas that God would like to, uh, areas you, he'd like to change you? Are there blessings he wants to pour out on you? The answer is certainly yes. He wants to give us more, way, way more, way, way more. One way that that can happen to us is developing a heart of gratitude. So I'm going to pray about that a little later. Gratitude and generosity are siblings. Listen to this scripture in 2 Corinthians 9:11. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous to every occasion and through us your generosity 
will result in thanksgiving to God. Where there's generosity, there's very likely gratitude. They're cousins, they're friends. They, they often go together. So if you're generous, likely you're, you've got a heart of gratitude. And if you've learned gratitude, it's probably easy for you to be generous to people. Gratitude serves people by lifting their spirits to heaven. I, uh, not too long ago, talked to a friend who's working for a multimillionaire, and I said, uh, how does he uh, thank his employees? How, uh, how does he do that? He said, he never does. He just piles more work on us. That's how he gets us to work, by, uh, by making us do more. And I said, what's the atmosphere around there? Well, it's not a very happy atmosphere. It's not a very joyful atmosphere. It's too sad, you know? It would be wonderful if that man could learn how to thank the people that are serving him. It would raise not only the atmosphere, but it would raise what they take in. I hope you're the kind of people who when you go through the check, checkout stand, you're hurrying through, but you stop and say, hey, thank you for serving us. I wanna get good at this. I want to get good at gratitude. I want to be around thankful people so that I learn more how to pour thanksgiving out on people, especially those who, who got the wind knocked out of them. I think of two people in the Old Testament who were ungrateful and their lives ended tragically. One of them was Absalom, who was blessed as much as a son could have been blessed by being the son of David, David the king. And David, frankly, was a better fighter than he was a father. He wasn't the best father in the land, but he loved his sons. He loved his children. And Absalom would have been a king if Absalom had the gift of gratitude. If Absalom had learned to say, you know, my dad doesn't do everything right, but I'm sure glad for my dad. I know he loves me. I know he loves God. And I want to do what I can to, to follow after my dad, he wanted to kill his dad. And you know how he died. He died tragically. He never fulfilled his God-appointed purpose. And ingratitude was at the very heart of it. He felt like he was a victim and he wanted to go after more rather than thanking God for what he had. The second one was Saul. He was made the first king. And what a privilege. And if he had understood that, if he had received it and learned to thank God for what he had received, he could have been a great king. He could have been a great fighter. He was head and shoulders above everybody else. But his disobedience to Samuel was disobedience to God. And there was something in his heart that was sinister and dark rather than humble and grateful. And he, he died too early. He died tragically on the battlefield. So just to close this up and wrap this up, that one leper, one out of 10, he fell at the feet of Jesus and he poured out gratitude. 
how about if we just uh, pause now and uh, you say a quiet prayer in your heart related to this, a, a prayer of, of uh, where you are, where you want to be with regard to gratitude, maybe uh, confessing areas where you're not, where you want to be, perhaps in your, in your workplace or in your marriage or in your family. Uh, quietly confess any areas where you see that you haven't been. And then I'm going to say a prayer and ask God to, to produce it in us in a deeper way. So we'll just take a moment uh, for silent prayer. Okay, before I close in prayer, anybody have any kind of response to this? Anything where, where they want to share or God has taught them gratitude or, or things where they wish they were more grateful? Oh. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I know a couple of weeks ago I shared the Lord has been showing me the importance of the spoken word in, in prayer and doing battle in the spirit. Um, a few years ago, I was talking to uh, an audience of project managers about the importance of gratefulness and, and, and expressing it to those around you, you know, to, to build respect and trust. And I, I was struck with the, the circumstance that I found myself in many times where I'm feeling grateful. I'm grateful to my wife for, you know, specific things and what she does. But if I never express it, it's not really gratefulness, right? Mm -hmm. I have I have feelings of gratefulness for people on my team that are doing work and working hard, but it doesn't have any effect on them unless I express it. And I think that's also important when we're interacting with the Lord that if we have gratefulness to others, we need to express it. If we have gratefulness to the Lord, we need to express it. And that's the diff, you know, so, you know, it's the idea of, of intentions, right? Um, good intentions are not what God is after. What God is after is obedience, and obedience is, is taking action with our mouth in, in terms of that expressing gratefulness. Good point. I, I really agree with that, Tim. Did you want to say yeah. something? You know, Tim uh, and Paul, I just want to dovetail what Tim said. And uh, in general, uh, what Paul was teaching here and preaching this morning uh, on thankfulness, it's in general, you know, it's pretty obvious. But when Tim mentioned the things there about work, I, I was thinking during your message, Paul, about uh, things that uh, 
I've been thankful for on the job. I just retired, so I, I'm thinking back a little bit already. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, when when he mentioned the, uh, being vocal about it, saying it, speaking it, I, I'm thinking now in the last couple of years, just saying thank you for something that you have somebody do for you. Like my boss, I'd say, can you do this? And he would do it. And I would say, thank you. And it, to him, it's a routine to do what you ask of him as part of his job. But the part of getting it in his ear and saying, thank you, it's, it's not common in the world today. People are not thankful and grateful. You don't hear it out loud very much. At least that's been my experience, especially on the job <laughs> where you're tied in with people for a third of your day, you know. <laughs> It's also it's also a part of her testimony, and and I yeah very much even, even even now, you know, knowing this, my wife and I will go through the drive-through, and I'll I'll pay for the thing. We we'll go up and we we'll get our food, and she's like, "Say thank you." <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, I, I just it just it just doesn't hit my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it's a part of our testimony, and people really, yes. Yeah, it's amazing too. I love when um, I think my mind is often scientifically based, and so I love um, God's promises and God's uh, the way God has wired us, and when. Uh, you can look at that in the world as well. So what I mean by that is thankfulness is a mandate from God and it's something he has put into us to bless us. So we've been talking about blessing. Obviously being thankful blesses those you're thankful for, but it does a wonder on you as well. And God made us that way. When we're thankful, that's, that's how we are supposed to live. And so especially in 2020, all the psychiatrists are reminding us, like we're talking secular psychiatrists, right? saying, you know, there's the three thankful, the, the three things they say, you know, go, before you go to bed or with your kids or every morning, say three things you're thankful for. And if you do that over time, your attitude, the, the, the amount of depression, whatnot lifts within like a week or two, like completely changes um, just by saying three things you're thankful for. And that's, that's not even talking about God at all, but that's because that's the way God has wired humans right and it's amazing that you know when you can when you can see those things and it can help yeah we, we've actually been doing that at dinner time for for i don't know a couple of years now a year a year not, not every time but yeah. um you know i'm also struck with how we're affected by when people express gratefulness to us mm -hmm. probably it's probably not as noticeable when we when we get it regularly mm -hmm. but when we don't get it yeah, I spent a year ago. I left a company that I'd been working with for a year and a half, and I'm not normally. I don't think of myself as someone that needs verbal approval all the time. <laughs> but I, but I went a year and a half, and I never once heard a good job. <laughs> not once. When I started, when I, you know, I, and towards the end, I was. It was. I, I could not, I could not get up in the morning. I could, it was, I was mentally disengaged. And, and I saw 
the, the direct reflection of that lack of verbal affirmation just debilitating. I mean, I was on the, I guess, I, I don't know, I was on the verge of depression. And I ended up quitting that job with nothing, with no other prospect on the immediate horizon. <laughs> because I could not, I could just not bring myself to go to that place anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the only reason, but yeah. it was a pretty significant reason. Yeah. Thinking about jobs, I know, like, I work in healthcare, and I, I can tell you, we try to be fair to every patient, but to every patient, but the patients who are the nicest and the most thankful for, we feel like going the extra mile for them. Did you finish, Audrey? Yeah, I was just saying it's as a healthcare worker, when the patients are very nice, I think a lot of us want to go even an extra mile to help them. So isn't that interesting? And it makes us feel good too. Of course, when, when, when a spouse or when a child says thank you, it draws your heart right to them immediately, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You, you feel different. You, something feels different immediately. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. That Thanksgiving is pretty, it's a pretty powerful tool. I want to pray for you that, that you, I, that we all, that we all will get better. I, um, before I pray, just for a few moments, I want us just to say things that we're thankful for. We'll just do it quickly, different ones of you. I look out and I see Nate here. He's, he's helping me do what I'm doing because he's doing what he's doing. I'm very thankful for Nate. Thank you, Nate, for uh, the good work you do in leading Lydia House. Okay, different ones. Rapid fire now. My heart is like physically like bursting with gratefulness. It just feels like it's bursting. I'm so... And you probably just know what I'm going to say, but thank you, Paul and me. Thank you, Lydia House, for welcoming us, for believing us, for welcoming the Williams. They're not alone anymore. They're being prayed for. They're being loved. Uh... It's just beautiful in the eyes of God. And thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, Paul, for bringing that very simple and uh, direct message about being thankful. It's so important. We all know it, but maybe it's good to hear it a little more often because... uh, Spreading it into the world as we are commissioned to do really is so important. So thank you for that message. Mm-hmm. Each Thanksgiving is spreading it a little more, isn't it? Each word is helping someone else to be more thankful. So the more we thank, the, it it uh, it will it will grow exponentially. A couple more, and then I'm going to pray. I'm thankful for CJ behind the scenes doing what he does. Amen. Let's clap.
and and you, uh, Tim and Ruth, you stepped in, and and uh, Luann have, have done a lot with the technology these days. We're grateful, and Brent, you also have. So thanks for all the servants at Lydia House. My, we've got a lot of servants Agreed. at Lydia House. Who, who, yes, and greeting, Naomi added. She's a good greeter. Yes, <laughs> She's the best. Naomi is very special. The most special person at Lydia House is Naomi. She has a wonderful personality. She makes everybody welcome and she yeah. just has a heart of gold. She's smiling as you say that. Yes, we yeah. love Naomi. I don't know if they're watching, but um, when I think of thankfulness and that kind of attitude, I think of Margaret Ludio. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who is literally the most thankful person I've ever even read about. <laughs> I've read about Mother Teresa, and she seemed pretty incredible. But I think Margaret would give her a run for her money. Comes <laughs> to gratitude, yeah. Possibly <laughs> in general, but um, a couple those those of you who were there two weeks ago. She had a, an episode, um, we don't know exactly what it was, um, seizure, you know, mini stroke, just a, an episode. At some point in age, they just call it an episode, right? Yeah. So, and all of us who were there, you know, we prayed for her and then she went off into the room by herself. Um, and once she had started to compose herself a little bit, but she still didn't really know all, all the way where she was and what was happening. She was still thankful and she was cold. So she's saying, I'm so cold. And Karen grabbed, I think Sarah's coat and put it on. She's like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And like, she was expressing this gratitude even though she was not even mentally in the building. Yeah. So, which means it goes beyond mental. That was like the purity of who she is, you know, and she's just so thankful. And so she's always been an example to me. And every once in a while, uh, this the Luke 17 passage, Paul, that you brought up, you know, with the one leper who came back. Uh, I that's one of the passages I keep in my heart all the time to sort of check myself. You know, Good. I want that one who went back. I don't want to be like the other nine. And naturally, I see the ability within me to be like the other nine. I think. I I've been both in my life too. Yeah, absolutely. We all have, I think. That's right. And Margaret's another one of those faces that like comes into my brain. Are you being gra grateful for what's going on no matter how crazy or terrible or whatever it must be? I remember another time she was sick and she could barely talk. And mo what she did say was things like, I'm just so thankful for all of you. And I'm so thankful for this tea. It's so warm and so wonderful. And I'm so thankful. And like, that's all that comes out of her. Yeah. Well, uh, so Margaret, if you're listening, thank you for being an example for us and for my kid, your grand, your great grandkid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice to see Rod. Hi, Rod. Been been a while since we've seen them. They've been helping Asachiko. They've been helping a church, Japanese church down the south end of town. So we haven't seen them as much for that reason. But. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray and and bless you, and then uh, what happens after this? Pardon? Oh, 
Okay, is it on? Oh, just something short. It's a uh, Ron and Sajko have been great uh, friends, and we've been able to encourage each other's over over the year. And here's here's what I like about Ron. Okay, you know he, he drives a truck every week. He likes the journey. You know, yeah. he likes the trip. I just like to get there, so I kind of learned patience from him a little bit. You know that uh, mm. that I admire in him that he. Keeps life a little simpler, um, um, you know, he uh, drives to the mountains and through the plains of North, South Dakota yeah. <laughs> every week, Montana, you know. It's like driving and, through hell. And uh, I just like to get there, you know, I kind of, I, I, I'm impatient by nature, okay, Masimi will tell you, okay, <laughs> and it makes it a little harder to be grateful about things, you know, because uh, it makes me frustrated in life. And so um, that's what I like about Rod. He's been a great friend. It's nice they could join us today. You know, um, they share some similar challenges with their kids and our kids. And, and uh, we uh, pray for each other. And, uh, and um, I'm happy to consider Rod one of my best friends. You know, and Sach goes here, Masumi and she are close. And it's been good. So, um, so. I want to thank you, Paul and... <laughs> Karen san always welcoming us in Japanese um, community for many, many years. Whenever, you know, so Karen san so warm, you were so warm, Naomi, to welcome us. Thank you so much. And all the, I appreciate all the prayer, <laughs> prayer support now I get from Lydia House ladies. Thank you so much. And I should thank for my husband more often. <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> I tend to think about shortcomings more than that, you know. <laughs> so I need you had a great message. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. M Masumi is always wonderful. Paul <laughs> Sensei, how's the grandpa, grandma? Yes, I'll I'll give him your love. I'll give them your love, and uh, uh, Nate is right. Uh, we we serve them, and that's what I hear most of all. And it's I'm hearing it from both of them, Nate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this good meal. Well, I don't know if I would have said that, but they uh, they're, they're they're grateful for everything, and so it's wonderful that they've they've upped the atmosphere at our house. So, uh, we're very grateful, and uh, we love. Lily House, as I was telling the men, um, we want to expand Lydia House in this way, that we want to start house churches around the Twin Cities. And so please pray with us. The next one we hope will be in Circle Pines. There's a building owned by a, a millionaire who loves God, who named the building. It's in huge letters on the front, Ephesians. And then he's got Ephesians 3.16 printed in big letters right on the front. So people know when they, when they come to the building, this, this belongs to a Christian. And uh, so he and I have agreed that we could start a house church in that place. So uh, if any of you are interested in that in any way, I've got some young bucks who are going to help me. But if uh, that interests you, let me know. Thank you for the morning. This has been a good morning. And Nate, where do we go from here now after I give the benediction? Do we do any more sharing or is that it? Yeah, why don't you give the benediction? And then, yeah, I'd like to talk with those who are on to see how, how, how did this work for us? Okay.
So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna aim at you now as I and you catch this, you catch the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.